Most bankers aren't ready to help you until after their third cup of coffee. But with Central National Bank's after-hours service, you don't have to wait for the bank lobby to open to get help. You can contact us from 6 to 8.30 in the morning or from 5 to 10 in the evening, and we'll connect you to a real, live, local person who can answer questions and fix problems seven days a week. Bank different. Bank central. Central National Bank. Member FDIC. This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Forget the frustration of picking commerce platforms when you switch your business to Shopify, the global commerce platform that supercharges your selling wherever you sell. With Shopify, you'll harness the same intuitive features, trusted apps, and powerful analytics used by the world's leading brands. Sign up today for your $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash tech, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash tech. We, we ready to dive in? Yeah. Cool. Here we go. Welcome to the Long Box Podcast, presented by Plus Waco Comics, your bi-weekly info dump of all things comics. That was my line. No, you say the first part. Oh, my bad. No, I'm trying no, to steal no, the it's, it's fine. You said, that was my part, and then you go, it's late. Welcome to the Long Box Podcast, presented by Plus Waco Comics and Rogue Media Network. That's about our recording schedule. Yeah. That space. <laughs> what? That that quietness. That's that's how often we record. <laughs> <laughs> insert insert whatever you want. Yeah. yeah. It's got very existential. Yeah. Meta. Super meta. Oh yeah. Where's your quote, Motto? I am the terror that flaps in the night. I'm pretty sure that's Gizmo Duck. <laughs> Close. Close. Darkwing Duck. Yes. Good right. job, Joey. <laughs> And that's part of my news, too. So hey. Nice. Yeah. Uh, lead us off with that, man. All what right, we cool. got for Darkwing Duck? Uh, Dynamite Entertainment in January 23 is coming out with a Darkwing Duck comic book series. Um, I love Darkwing Duck. It's going to be written by Amanda Dybert and features art by Carlo Lauro. Huh. So, yeah, it's by Dynamite. I'm pretty excited. I just want to see it just because I like Darkwing Duck. I Hell don't yeah. think they're going to do anything like real intense. But. Well, whenever uh, Dark, whenever they rebooted the, uh, the DuckTales and they had Darkwing Duck oh, in yeah. there, dude, that was fun. That was cool, yeah. Hell yeah. That it, was a good, what, three episodes? Yeah. Mm-hmm. It didn't last long. Because it was like one episode to reintroduce him in the DuckTales. Did you know they existed in different universes? No. In the original uh, DuckTales? There's a Duckiverse? Yeah. So the DuckTales, uh, Scrooge and his nephews and Launchpad existed separately, even though Launchpad was also the valet for Darkwing Duck. Mm-hmm. It was in a different universe. Well, But in this new reboot, they all existed together in one. Because, uh, and what, cu- what clues you in 
is when they reintroduce the DuckTail or Darkwing Duck, he's actually a TV show. For the nephews that they oh, used to watch. Oh, nice. Okay, okay. Yeah. Huey, Louie, and Dewey. Yeah. It's tight. And they're rebooting it with a movie, uh, <clears throat> a.k.a. a la Batman Begins. Cool. Kind of style. That's cool. Yeah. But they, but the actor that they're hiring actually becomes Darkwing Duck in universe. So. This is a whole soccer going on. Yeah, no, it's, it's wild. I love it. <laughs> I think it's great. What you got for news? Uh, Donald Glover. Oh, oh yeah. Oh, that was a good one. Because I had that one for backup, too. Even though I knew y'all wasn't going to. Donald Glover yes. will be portraying <laughs> Spider-Man D-list villain, the hypno-hustler, in a movie produced by Sony. Starring, writing, and directing in this movie. I'll go see it. Because he's wow. starring, he's writing, Everything and he's directing came it. full circle to the <laughs> fandom, right? <laughs> All the fans. We heard the fans. We heard what you wanted. You wanted Donald Glover in Spider-Man, right? In Spider-Man universe? No, we wanted him to be Spider-Man. <laughs> I'll go watch it. Uh-huh. But fuck, man. Like, get them out of the driver's seat. Well, they own... They own it. They, I know yeah, it, man, but just stuff. come it's, on. It's, like, it's it's hard to... You can't yeah. tell me they're in a writer's room and they're like, Hypno Hustler. That's our blockbuster. I'm pretty sure uh, somebody came to them with the idea. Yeah. Because you've got to dig. You've got to really dig to find Hypno Hustler anywhere. Mm. You know, it's not like... Because what were their ideas? Morbius, El Black, Muerte, the Black Cat and Silver Silver Sable oh, Silver, movie. Yeah, Silver Sable. El Muerte, which is still in production, I guess. Yeah, I don't know, but like those and those were all. Even El Muerte is a little like oof, really. Like that's that takes some digging too. It's yeah. probably not as deep as Hypno Hustler, but he's more recent. Yeah, yeah. you know, Hypno Hypno Hustler is from the seventies. Wow. So, um, but he, you know, uh, has kind of a sonic ability to control minds. So I think, I think, I think it's going to be a neat thing. I don't think that, <clears throat> that it should, I don't think it should exist. Of course not. <laughs> at all. <laughs> you do at this point. But yeah. But yeah. at this point, it's like, whatever, man. I, I trust Donald Glover. Yeah, for I sure. trust Donald Glover. Yeah. Go watch Atlanta, guys. Dude, yeah. oh, gosh. so great. Absolutely. Yes. All right. So for my bit, uh, this is kind of going over the comic industry taking a collective stance against AI art usage. Okay. Um, AI art, you say? I, 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 moving forward, I am not going to use the term AI art. I am going to use the term computer generated images. All right. Okay. It shit ain't art. And uh, what are you going to refer to AI artists as? Nothing. Promptist. Nothing. Promptists? Promptists. Yes. That's, that's good. Yeah. I uh, saw it on online somewhere. Somebody came up with it. Yeah. A promptist? Yeah. Promptist. They enter the prompts. I don't like it. One of the most ardent tweets against AI art came. Sorry. Shit, I just fucked it up, didn't I? Yep. You Whatever. Said it. One of the most ardent tweets against computer-generated images came from Boom Studios acquisition editor John Moysen, who wrote out in one post, if you submit 
I'll use his words. AI art to me an attempt to get work. I find out I'll do everything in my power to make sure you're blackballed from the comics industry. There's no room for frauds in this industry. That's a hard line. That is a hard line. Yeah. But what's telling about it is that uh, going forward, uh, somebody tweeted, I had somebody try it recently on a cover work that they were hired to do. I informed them that they would no longer be hiring them for any project moving forward. So the fact that people are already trying to wiggle this into the industry. Right. It makes me so worried to see what the con scene is going to be like next year. Like if mm. like our, cause they're going to have to put their foot down either. Yes or no, you know, cause they let it segue in. That's going to be a slippery road going down. I think the term is slippery slope, but yes. whatever. Slippery road, slippery slope. Roads can be slippery. Yeah. But you know, eventually you come to a halt because a road is a slope. Okay. Supposedly better. level. <laughs> Let's get into this slippery road versus slippery slope. You know, fuck the AI art thing. This is what's important. This is what's important. This is the uh, heart of the matter right now. And as we're talking heart of the matter, where did that come from? Jesus. Oh, man. So what do you think is going to happen next year in the con scene? Do you think the AI art or the computer-generated images are going to be more prevalent, or do you think uh, the— for sure. I mean, look at what we see already when we go. We see people who take basic compositions and just rework the shit out of it with Photoshop. They apply filters Mm -hmm. uh, via Photoshop or Illustrator or whatever, and then, oh, yes, I did this. So I think it'll—and I think cons will allow it. Not in the Until sense it's of, called out. Yes. Because they allow the copied work mm-hmm. with yeah. Photoshop manipulation until it's called right. out. And at that point, then they right. do the right thing, essentially, and remove that artist, that person, that their work, you know. Which is very common. Like it, it's, And I don't think that's bad that they do that because you have to allow everybody to try to exhibit if that's, you know. But it should be caught at the beginning. Right, exactly. Yeah. yeah. Because they ask you when you submit for cons, they ask you, we need like six images of your work or six. You know, if you're not going to, don't ask for that if you're not going to not do the due diligence of looking at the image and being like, hmm, this might be a thing that could be controversial. Right. Yeah. I bet they're running it through an AI generator themselves and be like, like, yeah, this looks like art. (laughs) (laughs) Wait, we can make it better? Yeah. So... Uh. That's what I have for news, man. Yeah. What What's your take on AI art, Joey? It, beforehand, um, not not having an artist background, I was like, man, this is really interesting. This uh-huh. is really cool. I can type in some words, and uh, you know, all these images will pop up. And I took it and I ran with it originally, and then I, I didn't do any kind of digging. I didn't do any uh, researching into where and how these generators were created and what they had to do in order to. Uh, make these machines be able to make those images. Right. And yeah. after I found out, I was like, fuck, that's really terrible. After he found out, meaning after me and Mondo took his ass out <laughs> back, but boy, beat the shit out of him. Like, this motherfucker, I'm funny. Funny. Yeah. In the chat. game? In the chat. <laughs> but in you know the what? chat. I, but I thought that right away. I said, I'm not, I'm not going to blame anybody and anybody who does this trend, right? Because people are notorious now for doing whatever kind of trend pops up. Yeah. But the minute you come across an artist who you know is an artist or who you know does it as a profession, it's like, hey, man, this is what's going on. And, you know, you come back and hit them with the like, well, actually, you know, this is innovative and we've always had this. It's like, no, you don't, you're not getting what I'm telling you. Yeah. Yeah. Like, you know, AI for whatever else they're going to do it for coding, whatever else, whatever, that's its own thing. But for art, for art, for for generating art, and art 
in this instance can be writing because right. those exist. Right. Music generation. Like even that music generation, there are strict rules. They cannot utilize existing voices, oh. existing uh, compositions. Like it has to be all like uh, shit that you buy uh, like the samples. Yeah. yeah. Like and see here, like like things with like with Mid Journey and Stasis, and they utilize you can type in artists. in the style of yeah. and then yeah. put in whoever you right. want. Right. So all these existing artists are being ripped off essentially. Mm-hmm. You know, their work is being fed into a machine, and that machine is just regurgitating out a composition of everything they've seen previously of that. And, and when people try to argue, oh, what what about? An artist who sees someone else's work and, and, and tries to copy the style. That artist is is trying to learn how to refine himself mm-hmm. in this manner. The AI artist is photocopying it poorly mm-hmm. and then adding a filter on top. He's not learning how to express himself. He's learning how to copy it better. Mm-hmm. That's all it is. And it's that's not art. It's devoid of the heart and soul of an artist, the mind, the creativity, the vision, mm-hmm. um, you know, that, that machine, while it may gr- gain sentience at one point, I'm sure we've all seen movies where machines gain sentience. They still question what is it to feel yeah. or whatever, you know, yeah. something like it. What is, what is existence? Right. I don't know. Motherfucker. <laughs> <laughs> I gotta flip these goddamn burgers. That's my existence. So, for real, I'm glad Joey saw the light. Saw Man, the light. We, we were worried for a second. For real, bro. Well, well, I I think this is something, especially for people that have always either wanted. Because if this if this came around whenever I wanted to make books. Mm-hmm. Dude, I would have done this instead of paying somebody overseas because I got ripped off at least three three different times that I know of from one artist about like paying for work and getting it and not getting but it. But that's back. because you know the work that goes into actually producing something. Yeah. It's a difference between like, oh, I want to tell a story, I'm just gonna feed this and have it come out in two right. weeks and then I'll do production and then I'll make money, I'll be able to pay me and then I can quit. Like your your writing, your whole process, all of ours is coming from a passion. It's coming yeah. from something that we know like we might have something we might not, whatever we put out there. And so the people that are are just doing it to like, oh, I want to, maybe this inspire me to do something. Like you should be finding inspiration yeah, no, from like, yeah. Like I saw somebody on there. Like there's this uh, this writers group that I'm in on Facebook, and one of them commented like, yeah, I love doing, I love using AI art because I can or computer generated images because I can send my artists everything that I see. I'm like, that's not what it is. Like right. I can draw. It's it's gonna be shitty. Because I've done it before. Yeah. I've, I've drawn you like little things and sent you like, hey, it kind of looks like this. I can't type in anything. and Because even if I do, I'll be lying to you if I say that this is exactly what I saw whenever right. I, I thought of this character. Because they, they, they don't make complete images. They're just layered images stacked on yeah. top of each other to make one new right. one. You know? Yeah. Um, but it's I, I, I forgive people if they are ignorant to the fact that like, like I was. If they're um, ignorant, yeah, yeah. But once but, they've learned and they continue on, that's yeah. willful ignorance. Fuck those guys. Yeah, that's that's yes. that's not happening. Yes. It's, it's that's it's it's theft. Yeah, yeah. you know, at mm-hmm. some point, you know, if it doesn't affect you, we are we're already seeing, you know, friends that are losing out on commissions. We're already seeing you know, uh, other professionals like on Facebook groups that are losing out on commissions. But not just that, man. Think about how how artists are so involved in everything. You're talking about like game designers. 
uh, you know, designers like Danny who does just like logos and work graphic like that. design, yeah, graphic design, like any kind of grounded image work that goes into something much more bigger could be replaced by without any originality. That's the biggest thing for me. It's like maybe maybe they could get some AI graffiti artists. Oh, <laughs> just have the robot out yeah. there. <laughs> On the wall. Yeah. Oh, man. Like, I don't know. I tried pulling up the image. Uh, this would be like my last little yeah. note for it. But th I tried pulling up the image. Um, and what's really cool is that ArtStation, uh, you know, of course, you all know, uh, that website is one of the one that's uh, that got hit hardest with uh, the whole AI art because it's getting flooded with, yes. with all of it. Oh, okay. And as a thing, there's like prompts on MidJourney, which is one of the most popular, uh, you know, uh, the generators out there. Um, there's a prompt on there that's what's popular on ArtStation. And on ArtStation, are all the uh, all of the actual artists are creating the uh, the A and the I with the, the, oh, the, the no yeah. uh, logo mm -hmm. on there, um, and all throughout that thread, uh, the images that are being created are being uh, kind of like blacked out by that little uh, AI like no thing. So it's it's kind of cool, but uh, it's it's just one little thing that uh, you know they're trying to band together to to stand against it. So just um, it, guys, if you take anything away from this episode, just AI art, educate yourselves on what it is and how it's made and how it actually affects actual artists. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So, all right. That was a that was a little bit of a long note, but very needed. Very, very needed. Very yeah. Needed. No, mm -hmm. I mean, in the and this discussion is not going to be a, a quick one and done. It's going to no. continue on for a while. Oh yeah. But I mean, it, better to start it now than wait until it snowballs till it's right, way right. too late. Yeah. So, and with that being said, guys, let's go to break. Got it. Welcome back to the Longbox Podcast. This is brought to you by DeLaNina.co, handmade clay jewelry con mucho amor. Head on over to Instagram at DeLaNina.co now to pick up some original artwork inspired by Mexican culture you can wear in style. Nice. Oh, yeah. It's the holidays. Does she have any holiday-themed jewelry that yeah. we could buy? Oh, yeah. She has uh, the snowman. She has her ghosts that were real popular from Halloween that she kind of uh, put uh, like Santa hats on them. She made something like that, a reindeer ghost. So really cool. Um, but yeah, so for people who who want to who are about to get their panties in a bunch, remember there's a song out there that says during Christmas time they used to tell ghost stories, so it's not uncommon right. for that to be. And then like the greatest Christmas story of all time, uh, ghost right. revolves around ghosts, so you know it's acceptable. Yeah, it's, it's acceptable. acceptable to use ghosts. Santa's a ghost. I mean, technically, isn't Jesus Christ a ghost, too? Jesus, Jesus He's a zombie. Christ. He's a force ghost. He's a zombie. Force <laughs> Before this takes a turn, y'all, The uh, I am really excited about this episode. Yeah, Joey says he can carry his. Yeah, he, he well, thinks I, he has it. I haven't read any of this. I, I saw the cover of it, of issue one, or I saw the news of it coming forward. I saw the lineup, and I was like, nope. I'm out. Same, bro. Well, see, just, and this was just now. <laughs> like, so I want to, like, here's how normally our episodes go. Well, I go on our chat, like, hey, do you guys want to uh, do this episode, do this episode? Yeah. Uh, this is one that I actually suggested because I, I am actually up to date on this book. And this is actually one that I 
I've I've been invested Joey in. Joey picks the wildest books to be up to date on. Oh, I'll mm-hmm. explain the re- here's why I picked up this book. Oh. One, Al Ewing. Uh, two, Blue Marvel. I I really uh, I found a, a video from a Comics Explained over on YouTube that did like a deep dive of yeah, Blue, Blue Marvel's Marvel. character, and I I knew of him, but I didn't really know anything about the character, and I I just like, this is awesome. Yeah, this is a really cool character, and so when I picked up this book, I'm like, is this the same character? Like I, this is this is not seem like the tone is very different from like the uh, the ultimates that you had suggested before. Right. Uh, like he he almost and it's the same writer uh, and it, he almost he, the dialogue is a little bit similar, but the the characterization is just like it's it's in a different plane of existence almost. Hmm. If that makes sense, like maybe he's a multiversal version of maybe, Blue Marvel. Maybe uh, we're gonna go over Defenders Beyond. The first volume is issues number one through five. Uh, it's written by Al Ewing. Art is by Javier Rodriguez. Are y'all familiar with him? Does he have any other work besides uh, that you know of? My first time hearing of. Cool. Him. We, like uh, I've heard about Ewing before, and you'd mentioned that I, you know, it said if you because you said you wanted to read a book with Blue Marvel. Yeah. And I was like, well, then why didn't you pick up like Al Ewing's Ultimates, which to me, in my opinion, was a phenomenal book yeah no, after reading this one i'm gonna go and read that one yeah for sure it was a phenomenal book and I, it made a lot more sense to me but this one i was just like no i'm out well we'll see we'll see the ride if we go on all right all right all right uh, so just to catch you guys up uh the blue marvel his name is adam brashear he's a physics perce- professor he's a living antimatter reactor uh that he's a scientific investigator specializing in the mysterious and uncanny and he lives in his undersea science fortress called kadesh Ooh. So he swore. Yeah, he is, man. He's tight. So, I like that they made him uh, a living antimatica. So that makes him super powerful, right? Like super strong, mm-hmm. and so he can fly. He can fly. He had, like you know like the the blasts and all that. So he's uh, he's up there with like Superman and the Century, instead of just like Goliath. Can he Bill be Goku? So he's like a maybe like Wonder Man kind of, but what? no different. Maybe. Yeah, Wonder Man is probably a good good way to put it. I think they're both a cosmic. Yeah. Yeah. We, uh, so anyway, we, uh, for, for this story, we ended up on, uh, number one, the last spell of Dr. Strange shows up to blue Marvel as he's in his underwater base. Uh, Dr. Strange recently died and Clea was the one that took up his, his mantle as the, mm-hmm. as source for Supreme. Uh, and so this follows, uh, Dr. Strange kind of, uh, casting some, uh, uh, safety nets, if you will. Mm-hmm. Um, there's a box that the spell was inside that he opened up, and inside the box is the Eternity Mask, a deck of tarot cards, and a headpiece that can contact the mother of Galactus. Roll with it. He flips over one of the tarot cards, and it shows the Ten of Wands, and he's the one holding the Ten Staffs. Like, the Blue Marvel is the one on the cards. Um, and he finds out that the spell wants from him. And then Doctor Strange's final message to Adam is... He wants him to reform the defenders and lead them. He refuses, of course. He thinks it's ridiculous. He says, uh, you know, if, if need be, I can form my own team. He doesn't really want to be swept into the plot line of reality. Uh, the spell says that the defenders are not, a, are not a team. You know, they're, uh, you know, they're, they're a force. Um, you know, uh, Blue Marvel still declines. Uh, he's been down that rope before, but it didn't end well for him. You know, uh, being uh, swept into the, the plagues of... of uh, the universal narrative, if you will. He really wants to kind of be on his own and investigate the universe as it is, just not really be affected by the story, if you will. Um, and so, uh, quick question. Let me interject. Hit me. So 
the Galactus daughter thing. Mother. 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 Okay. Wait, the Galactus's mother. You summon Galactus. So so now Galactus is tied to like magic? No. So hear me out. Okay. This uh Galactus's mother ties into uh, a journey into the mystery story that came out I think in 2020. Okay. Uh, cuz he was she was uh, tied in with uh with Loki that we're going to see here in a little bit. Uh, she's from the sixth cosmos. So if you're familiar with Marvel comics, there's, I think eight now, uh, but eight different iterations of reality. She's from the sixth one. All right. Okay. 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 All right. So there we go. We, uh, so right then and there, um, you know, blue Marvel's, uh, like telling the spell, he's like, just really trying to tell him the fuck off. Like, you know, I'm not really going to bother with this. Um, and as he's telling him that another card flips over, like he didn't do it. The spell is like, you know, I, you can't say no. We, you, we, this has to happen. And so uh, right then, uh, he flips over the card, and it shows the dead body of America Chavez with the 10 stabs in her back. Um, and then so uh, right then and there, America Chavez pops up. Uh, you know, she's one of the few people that has a key to his place. Uh, they were in the Ultimates together. Um, you know, they have a really close relationship, those two. He calls America Chavez the only person that he can trust, uh, Blue Marvel, or one of the only people. Um, we get there. Uh, he calls it a coincidence. And then the spell is like, there is no coincidences. This is only the synchronicity. And then he's like, uh-huh, stay there, Mr. Spell. We're not done here. He's like, just like kind of wagging his finger at the floating head. Um, and uh, he goes to his portal room, right? Because he, he has a hobby of creating portals yeah. that travel to like all these places. And one of those portals is just a New York portal. It's just, you know, portal to New York. Uh, and that's where America Chavez pops out. Now, normally she can do this under her own power, but yeah. she lost that power in Amer uh, America Chavez made in the USA mm -hmm. uh, and she lost it. So she's still like, you know, super strong and all that, but she just doesn't have her you know, universal hopping powers. Um, and so uh, that's why she goes to Blue Marvel. So to answer your question, why was she in here? That's why she's trying to go to Blue Marvel because she learned that she has a sister that's lost out in the multiverse that she has to go find. It's exactly the same plot line that she had in Doctor Strange, mm -hmm. uh, Multiverse of Madness. They just made it a sister instead of her mom's. Did Did you ask why America Chavez was in here? I think you asked about Galactus' mom. Yeah. Oh, shit. Yeah, yeah. you did. You did. Yeah, you did. My bad. My bad. Cool. Like, where the hell are you going with this, dude? <laughs> like, you're really focusing on America Chavez right now. I'm pretty sure we asked about Galactus' mom. My bad. So... so well, but okay, it's fine. Wait, <laughs> is America Chavez Galactus' mom? <laughs> What the hell? So he tells her to go. So yeah. Blue Marvel's like, you need to go right now because he knows that, that if, if uh, America Chavez stays with them, that she'll die. She'll die from the whatever. Right, for, for just because from being around him, right? Um, you know, uh, the uh, another card showing Galactus, Silver Surfer, and Galactus's mom uh, flips open. Um, oh, and, it's a family portrait. Yeah, it is. These are tarot uh, cards? Yeah. Oh uh, and uh, the headpiece uh, that was in the box earlier starts to pulse, you know. Yeah. Um, and then Blue Marvel begins to yell at the spell, saying, you know, uh, you don't have the right to mingle with other lives. Uh, the spell says, you know, when reality is endangered, uh, these cards are drawn and a defender's process is initiated. So mm -hmm. this is like uh, like the Avengers initiative, yeah. but for the multiversal defenders kind of deal. Um, another card uh, is opened up uh, or flips over. It's a 10 of coins. This time Loki's on the card. And this is funny because Blue Marvel's like, oh, wonderful. Right? Yeah. Uh, oh, you're not feeling it. We... Uh, I think I think I'd rather go back and watch Black Adam again. <laughs> oh my <laughs> That's god! How I'm feeling, dude. It's just like, 
Why is Doctor Strange like my big question? Why is Doctor Strange all of a sudden in the the pivotal point of every freaking story? Like he I, seems like he's being OP'd or something. Like because dude. they're gonna they're, they're, he's they're gonna make him the face of the movies. And that's yeah. Well, I was about to say, wasn't this like right around Multiverse of Madness? Right. Or no, right this is after? now. This is now, but it's after. No, like when did volume, when did issue one hit comic shelves? September of this past year. No, this year. September, October, November, December, or August, sorry. Multi Madness came out in the summer. Yeah, because yeah. the fist did, did it? Yeah. yeah. Okay, well, maybe, yeah. So it's like right around after that, this time. I Damn. feel like that's what they're trying to do, I guess. It's... <sighs> yeah. But it, it's fine. Just should, we, should we just scrap this episode? <laughs> Hell no. <laughs> Hell no. He read all the issues. I know. he did. He I did my homework, like, guys. I got him, guys. I finally did it. I've got <laughs> notes and everything. He's like turning. He brought 500 pages of notes in here. It's like he even bounded this leather book. Yeah. Look at it right here. It's imprinted the Doctor Strange symbol on it. God damn it. All right, here we go. Uh, he so, like embossed defenders yeah. on the on the spine with gold leaf and everything. <laughs> this is my defenders. Whoa, it's all written in yeah. feather pen. What is it? a quill? What the ledger? Ah, <laughs> uh, okay. All right, cool. Continue. So on. you're excited now that okay, Loki, yeah. Loki's in the mix from this card, right? Okay, we're back. Might have to do some CPR on y'all. You know, <laughs> fucking breathe. God damn. <laughs> so okay. anyway, uh, the uh, the tarot cards. As each tarot card flips over, uh, another defender is summoned, uh, and so uh, the final two that show up are Loki and uh, uh, what you call it. Um, Tigra, Loki, and Tigra. That was the bad draw. Like, oh, <laughs> I know. And, right? and when, well, when Tiger shows up, she's like, "Oh no, am I here for a team up or some yeah, shit like she's that?" Always thrown in the teams. And, uh, she, uh, uh, and then it begins. Like, um, the uh, they're in the the portal room, and then you know, just because it has yeah. to happen, the next thing that happens is the the negative zone uh, kind of uh, erupts and uh, sends them all into like this liminal space, and they uh, they are met by Eternity, and Eternity's like, "Look." Uh, I am going to open the door for beyond. Um, but after that, I can't help you anymore. And so they kind of go throughout this darkness and they fall and they fall and they're picking up speed. And then uh, all of a sudden the darkness is met by a light. And in that light, we see the beyonder, like not just a beyonder, but the beyonder, like the one with the shoulder pads and shit. The titanium pimp suit, titanium pimp suit, the onesie. And that's how the first issue ends. Uh, so the defenders beyond, uh, they are, uh, venturing beyond the the idea that Loki puts it is uh, you, you can't fix a problem in the multiverse while you're in it. You have to go up and see it from, uh, you know, see it from above to be able to go in and fix it properly. So that's their mission. They're just going to try to go beyond through each plane of existence. Through the looking glass. That's right. Uh, number two, uh, we kind of have a beyonders tell the story of the, uh, you know, the, the, the origins of them, you know, how the Celestials uh, rebelled against the Aspirants causing the Celestial War, uh, and that ended. Uh, that war ended with the birth of the multiverse. Mm -hmm. um, the, the first firmament ended with the birth of the second cosmos, and that, you know, branched out to the multiverse. Um, and then so, in order to maintain that multiverse, the Celestials created the Beyonders, uh, or the Omega Men, as they were called, uh, to be those uh, mm -hmm. maintainers. And if need be, they gave them the power that can destroy the Celestials just in case there was another rogue Celestial war going on. Uh, so anyway, we uh, Tiger, like, as they're all talking out here, 
Uh, Tiger is the only one that's like, wait a minute, why are we like, why are we like trying to reason with these guys? Why are we trying to talk to these guys? You know, we just need to smash them in the face. Like, this is. Do you guys remember what the last Beyonder did? And then that's whenever the Beyonder reveals that, oh, I'm that Beyonder. Like, I, I didn't know that this wasn't a known thing that you know his story wasn't really followed up on after that. You know, uh, and so we learned that uh, you know he was a basically a baby. Yeah. Uh, you know. Uh, that the the molecule man's uh, uh, you know experiment uh, kind of uh, poked a hole in the little womb universe that he was in, and so whenever he saw, whenever he peeked through that hole, he saw the Marvel universe where all these heroes and shit were going on, and in his words, he uh, he picked them up, smashed them together, and put them back when he was done. So I thought that was funny how you said it. It kind of goes back into. You know, that's what riders do. You oh, know, they, yeah, yeah. They, yeah. they, they, they pick up their together. toys, they play with yeah, them, and they yeah. put them back when they're done. So it got a little meta on that. Um, you know, and then, uh, you know, it's, uh, let me see. Uh, he says he was just a child, and uh, he says, you know, uh, I've since then been better, but then again, at the same time, I'm always going to be a little broken. Maybe I'll go bad again. And then Blue Marvel's like, but it wasn't Rogue Beyonders that destroyed the Seven Cosmos. It was you guys, like the Beyonders did it. You guys caused the incursions to make that happen. And they said it was all a part of a plan. You know, we have to, it was it was an experiment to see if we could survive what comes next. And apparently there's like this, this, uh, this, this big universal multiversal threat coming along. Um, and uh, Blue Marvel says they don't need to underestimate humanity. After all, it was Reed Richards was the one that helped them bring the seven cosmos into the eighth. So, you know, he's like, you don't need to, to count us out. You know, we saved ourselves pretty much. Um, and then the Beyonders are like, you know, don't, uh, the, you, know, you need to know your place. And what's funny is that the Beyonder uh, from the Secret Wars uh, is kind of like helping them a little bit. He's like, uh, you guys don't even think about passing through the higher realms we use to power our engines for, uh, you know, over there. Um, and then uh, from there, you know, uh, Blue Marvel talks to uh, America Chavez and this is where the Eternity Mask finally gets some play in. So for those of y'all that don't know, the Eternity Mask is a piece of cloth uh, that was actually created during Arthurian times in the Marvel unit or Marvel uh, universe by rogue uh, sorcerers, and it gives you the power uh, equal to whoever you face, and it's it kind of folds over into universal elements as well. So uh, you see Blue Marvel give the mask to America Chavez, uh, and she's like, "I'm kind of punched out of my weight class, and I." And then, but she puts it on, and she goes like toe to toe with one of the Beyonders. Like the first punch like shatters him through multiple planes of reality, you know. Uh, and, and it's really, really cool. Um, and then uh, they uh, they piss off one of the other Beyonders. So as America Chavez is fighting the Beyonder, there's other ones there. And then uh, he, one of them like tries to blast at, uh, uh, at the fucking, who is it? At Loki. Uh, they try to blast at Loki because Loki uh, in this one is the god of stories and narrative. And she contains one of the Celestials in the panels of the page. It gets tight. Like, I, I, it's really cool. Uh, and then, uh, of course, he breaks out of it. Uh, and then he tries to blast her. Uh, and then uh, Galactus's mom is the one that gets hit with everything because she pushes them out of the way to save him. And then that's whenever, like, Blue Marvel does his Blue Marvel stuff and just, like, one-shots the Beyonder. He, like, flies in his mouth and he explodes. And he explains it, like, the Beyonders had to cloak themselves in matter so that way they could converse and uh, and talk to the the lesser beings. Mm-hmm. And so since blue Marvel's antimatter, they just, it's like a knife through, through butter, you know, it, they're nothing to him, which is really cool. I Sounds think it's like a bad acid trip. 
Maybe. Oh, yeah, this whole book was pretty much an entire acid trip, especially down when we get to the later ons. We, uh, we, uh, Blue Marvel uh, sees the portal in the engine room that the Beyonder mentioned, uh, you know, and he calls out to America, like, hey, we, we're going to go. And so he's like trying to wrap it up. Uh, but the Beyonder follows them. So uh, the five defenders, you know, we have uh, Tigra, Blue Marvel, uh, Taya, which is Galactus's mom, mm-hmm. uh, Loki, uh, uh, America Chavez, or I already just mentioned her. No, you haven't mentioned her, but yeah, America Chavez. America Chavez. And then the Beyonder goes along with them. Um, and as Taya is dying, she's like kind of like calling out and defying death. She's like, you know, like, I, 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 I am still going to make this blah, blah, blah. And, uh, she gets an answer as she's calling out in this darkness. And then they end up in the white hot room where the Phoenix resides. And then the Phoenix possesses Taya. So Taya becomes the Phoenix at the end of issue two. Mm. You with me so far? (laughs) We're listening. (laughs) Can I trade spots with producer Mason? Oh my <laughs> gosh. Okay, so the the whole thing is because it's a multi. The whole reason they're summoned f- is to stop this multiversal threat yeah. that has unmentioned. Yeah. Shocker. Shocker. Right. right. Which America Chavez got hoed because she's like, oh, now I get to go try to find my sister. Psych, I got to deal with this stuff. Yeah, pretty much. Yeah. Uh, so, I think outside of her own book, she never finds her own sister or whatever. The the second volume of her book, she does she does That's encounter good. her sister. So so in, in number three, we open up in the white hot room uh, where the phoenix is made, not just where it resides. It's where the phoenix is is. Is she part of the new Thunderbolts? Yeah, America shot this. Yeah, okay. I just want to make sure. So uh, each character is having their own experience within the phoenix, but it's also happening simultaneously. So like the the phoenix is speaking to each of them. Right. But the Phoenix is saying the same thing. But even though all of the other characters are having their own dialogue, the Phoenix is still saying the same thing throughout each. Right. Very trippy. Like I, I couldn't even begin to think about how I'd even set that up as a writer. Like I would, like I'm throwing up trying to think about it. Well, I'm pretty sure he's showing you how to do it right here. Oh yeah, no, but like having that first idea, like the, the first, first concept. Idea. Yeah. yeah. Uh, so like uh, Tiger is in a cave, kind of like very uh, primal. Mm-hmm. Uh, the blue marble sees a man uh, and, and like a black and white uh, structure, kind of like building a skyscraper. Uh, America Chavez uh, is like in this like field, uh, and she's still wearing the eternity mask, and she's facing the phoenix. So that she's kind of like enveloped in the phoenix flame herself. Yeah. Uh, and she's like, you know, cut the formalities. You know, I've been here before. You know, uh, you know what do I do next? Um, and then that's whenever the phoenix force is telling her that, you know, uh, I I am not a force for burning. I am a force for healing. Like, you know, not destruction, but for, for regrowth. Um, and then so she says, uh, but the path to uh, the path to treatment is aggressive. And America's like, I am too. Bring it, you know. So uh, that's the path to her to kind of getting closer to getting her powers back. Uh, Loki and the Beholder are in a snowy land. Um, and uh, like the Beyonders like manifesting shit to make a smoothie. And so they're, uh, they're right there. And then the Phoenix tells Loki... Uh, that uh, she must be sent to the correct timeline because it's the female Loki. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, and then uh, she's telling him that it's it's time for you to go to back to your timeline. And this is where we learn that this Loki is trying to become the main Loki of the Marvel Universe. Like it, um, they I want think to I saw displace something like that in like a Thor book. Yeah, where Loki mm. Loki interacted with a female Loki from a displaced universe. And she's trying to be like the main timeline Loki now. So she's like really, she wants to uh, erase the main Loki, mm-hmm. take him away, move him out of the playing board and put herself there and kind of like seamlessly make it to where she was just always was, you know, kind of trippy, but you know, I'm, I'm following it. 
Um, and then uh, we we cut to uh, the Phoenix Force blasting Blue Marvel with all the fire. And Blue Marvel's like, you know, this ain't no walk in the park, but I got some stuff too. And he just like shakes it off and like blasts her mm. too. So the Blue Marvel is not fighting a, the Phoenix Force. Not a Force. fan of that accent, Joey. <laughs> <laughs> what did he say? <laughs> not a fan of your affectation there. Like, oof. I'll make him fucking British. Are you, are you happy there? Yeah. Why, why wouldn't he be British? Because he's American. Is he? Yes. I mean, the first American. Chicago. That's where he's from. But, I mean, why are you giving him such uh, <sighs> Say it. Such an accent? Because <laughs> I'm a writer, and I'm writing this perspective. But he could, I mean, in Chicago, he could be talking like, yeah, we're going to see the the Cubs. I'm going to get me a sausage. Ugh, one of them, the one of them Polish, <laughs> a Polish knish. Oh, my God. But you went like. Put that away. You went completely different. You went way down. You you did something that you know could be considered a hate crime. Yeah, we done. Are we? Because <laughs> I'm pretty sure Blue Marvel has more lines coming up. Right? Are you gonna use the same accent? I don't even fucking remember the accent that I used. <laughs> sure. Oh, so, it so it comes natural to you. Yeah. Oh, <laughs> oh wow! <laughs> wow! Oh wow! It's subconsciously in there. Wow. Is that how you think they all talk, Joey? Wow. Anyway. Wow. The Phoenix calls him just a single spark against her all flame. And then the Blue Marvel asks her if Ty is still in there, like within, within her as the host. Mm -hmm. How uh, does he ask her? He, you know, politely. But how does he say it? With sign language, I oh, guess. Okay. You know, <laughs> fucking <Yes>. silently. <laughs> so... So the, the blue marble is asking Ty and all that, and then like the behold, the Beyonder throws the blender at her. Oh, for making the yeah, smoothies. Yeah, 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 yeah. Like, bitch, what? and he just like chunks it at her. Yeah, and so um, like, this is long enough to distract her, so that Loki is like drawing a star. I I don't know if I don't I don't understand this part. He draws a star like that you know is similar to how America Chavez uses for Punches portals. A star, yeah. Yeah, but he draws it and she pops out. So I don't know if that's like a new power for her. Mm. Like she can only come out if people like draw stars. Uh, well, she no. starts the she starts the mask on. Yeah. Okay, but and and Loki is the well. She's not. He's not. She's not facing Loki, right? Uh -uh. Okay. Loki is in this in this still a sorcerer, so it could be magic. In this timeline, what is Loki the prince of? Stories, stories and narratives. Yeah. So she understands how America usually travels through a star portal and being able, mm -hmm. like you just this said, tight, that, this tight, yeah. yeah, that's what I was trying to figure. Yeah. Okay, cool. Drawing it, a star, creating, yeah. writing, essentially writing a portal into existence yeah. for America to pop through. I like it, man. It's tight. I yeah. didn't see it before. So we, uh, while she's wearing the eternity mask, America is fighting the Phoenix, but she's losing. Uh, so like the eternity mask only puts you on equal playing grounds. Yeah. Um, and so uh, it's, the, the, it's funny cause like, uh, Loki is like she's losing, and then Beyond is like, "Don't worry, I made another blender," and so uh, you know he's he's getting shit ready. Uh, and then uh, meanwhile, uh, just go with this next part. Okay, Tiger finds a giant green tiger god that separates the Phoenix Force from both Taya uh, and uh, America, and then, like it's it's fighting them long enough for uh, for them to pass on to the next plane. Okay. 
And that's that, that was the end of that one. Okay. Number three ends with a guy. Uh, they end up in this place called the Abyss. And they're met by a guy named Glorian. I don't know who this. Uh, Holy shit. Glorian? Yeah. Oh, man. Glorian that's, pops up and he's like filled with holes. That's a. Uh, isn't that uh, Carol Danvers' son slash lover? What? From like the Avengers books? No? No. No, I'm thinking that I'm. Oh, wait, 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 wait. Glorian. No? Shit. Wow. I've I'm never seen him up. before. You looking him up? Yeah. So I, I'm, I, there's a lot of callbacks about to come up for like, mm. you know, Secret Wars and all that. And I had to go back and read a few things. Is he from, well, this one is, I guess, from the. He's, is he the same from the 616? But he's just in this. Yeah. Okay. Uh, Thomas Gideon. There you go. That's, That's him. Okay. Yeah. So he, uh, let's see. Shapeshifters. Shape, Shaper of Worlds. Mm. Trying to find his powers here. Demon mutate. <clears throat> huh. See, like, I. Oh, man. He's from, like, Fantastic Four number 34 in the 60s. Holy shit. Yeah. So this. Wow. He, he's, he's way back there. Get to his powers, man. That's what I'm trying to figure out. But anyway, continue with the. I guess if you want. So, so we hear number four, we open up. Um, we open up with Blue Marvel stopping Lee Harvey Oswald from assassinating JFK. Like this is where we start getting a little bit trippier than before. Uh, he calls him out on the an edict that he was made to stand down as the Blue Marvel. Uh, so in comics, I didn't I didn't know this, but uh, in in uh, uh, Blue Marvel's history, um, he used to wear a an all white mask, mm-hmm. and whenever it was damaged in battle, it was revealed that he was a black man. And then um, in universe, JFK. Uh, Asked him to step down as Blue Marvel because America wasn't ready for a black, a black superhero. A black superhero. Yeah. Holy shit. Okay. Yeah. I'm looking at Glorian now, and I remember the one I remember is the one where he wore the Greek toga. Yeah. <laughs> he kind of looks like a Hercules, like a knockoff Hercules. Oh my God. The old school Hercules. Like a gold Hercules. They yeah. kind of make him look like one of the new gods. He almost looks like Mr. Miracle in here. Okay. Yeah. yeah. He's got he can uh, reality manipulation, create rainbow bridges. That's specific. <laughs> Yeah, his ability to create hyperspatial rainbow bridges, just in case, and limited tel- telepathy. Mm-hmm. So, like, Blue Marvel's uh, basically calling out uh, JFK. Uh, you know, after it's like, imagine if I didn't stop that. He's like, you know, fuck you, you're welcome. And it kind of goes off. Yeah, uh, we cut to a party full of heroes. Uh, even the like the Beyonders there. Tiger uh, Tiger approaches Blue Marvel. You know, calling him Mr. President, thanking him uh, and all that. Um, America Chavez pops up with her sister and also her mother's. You know, like it is. We are slowly learning that everything is is ideal. Everything is perfect. Um, and then America, this this is holding from America's point of view. She uh, realizes that she's it's an illusion because she's still wearing the eternity mask. So uh, the moment that she realizes it's an illusion allows her to snap out of it. And then so um, it's just it's her and Glorian and uh, she's uh, she you know the others are still there in their illusions. Um, and they're all the uh, the abyss, you know, and they call it the place uh, that couldn't be, shouldn't be, is what Glorian calls it. He encased Loki in wood because he's afraid of her powers of narrative that can interfere with his powers. Because like right now he's kind of having them all trapped in like yeah. this perfect world. Um, and Glorian's whole point of this, he's trying to convince America that his multiverse would have been better. Uh, in he doesn't, she doesn't need to fight him, and he's trying to get her to give up the mask, you know, uh, so that way he can uh, you know keep her in line. 
And there's a, there's a little really meta line that Taya says uh, she calls Gloria and Aladon. It's like your plan to, to reboot a universe every time you don't like a new timeline uh, is, 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 uh, is insufficient or uh, inefficient or whatever she says. But, you know, like kind of like in real world, like whenever books, you know, come out with a reboot after reboot after reboot, whenever yeah. sales aren't meeting what they want. Yeah, they so, try to do things like lots of multiverse, exactly, books, yeah. multiverse stories. And so this is kind of like poking fun at that. Um, and so uh, the Beyonder is there and he uh, he frees Loki. Uh, and Loki understands that with the mask, uh, Glorian could have infected eternity from the inside out and made all of his reality the reality. Hmm. It's like if he put his eternity mask on, knowing the things that he can do, if he would have uh, faced eternity, he would have been able to infect it and kind of be the new eternity. Um, they, uh, In order to defeat him, Loki puts him on a page. Like he's put in a, like a physical page on the book. Hmm. Uh, like they trap him there. And he's like, he's like trying to get out and it's, the page is flipping as he's like trying to crawl out of it. So it looks like he's like, you know, falling through pages. Um, and then uh, they have uh, like this, this queen of nevers pops up. I don't know if she's uh, been like introduced before, but uh, Loki uh, uses the mask to put, uh, uh, sorry, America gives Loki the mask. I'm sorry. Uh, and he puts like the mask on his, uh, or her horn, his horn now. Cause he flips the genders like, and it's not really in, spoken of in the book. It just sure one issue he's female, okay. one issue he's male, one issue he's female or mm-hmm. she he whatever. And it's kind of confusing, but you know it's it is what it is. That's a plot device. They put the uh, the eternity mask on the horn that's broken, right. and so now Loki has the power of the eternity mask. And not only is the eternity mask put you on level with whoever you're facing, it also gives you a sense of like, cosmic awareness. And so it kind of acts like a cosmic cell phone. And Loki like. Um, pretty much uh, like calls out to whoever's nearest and this queen of nevers comes in. She's like this real kind of colorful, real uh, like kind of androgynous uh, looking creature kind of thing. You don't, it looks human, it looks godlike, but um, they, uh, they take them to the door of the house of ideas at the very end of it. Huh. So at the end of number four, we have the defenders at the doorstep of the house of ideas. And Blue Marvel says, it's time to meet God. And then that's where we end. And then number five picks up. Are we, are we ready for a break? No, keep no? going. Perfect. All right, number five. Final one. Thank you guys. For I want to get this over with. Oh, God, I'm so sorry. <laughs> God damn. Jeez. You got you to read it. You got to read it. Do you? I, <laughs> <laughs> we uh, we open up with, uh, the, with what we think is... <clears throat> the Loki in the story telling the story of the main timeline Loki that they want to uh, take over, you know? Yeah. Um, so that we, uh, he wanted to go back in time to see who was the author of his misfortune. Uh, and so, uh, you know, they, this led him um, to look to the, the first celestials in the eye and then he peeked behind the curtain from there. So like he went to the, the beginning of everything to find out why he had to be the bad guy, which is kind of what they did with him in the Loki series. Yeah. You know, mm-hmm. Uh, so another thing is kind of meeting and, and uh, rhyming, if you will. We uh, we then have Blue Marvel that opens up the door of the House of Ideas. And he says, it's time to meet God. And as they're there, it's the one above all. But the one above all is kind of shown almost like the living tribunal almost. Because there's a, a panel here where you see it has three faces, mm-hmm. but they're not covered. You know, but so we don't really know which one is, is which, you know, what's happening here. Because, uh, you know, uh, 
he's uh, the creature, you know, the one above says, you know, I am the one above all. And Blue Marvel's like, I don't think you are. And this pisses him off. Like the, the one above all throws monsters at them. And then, you know, they're like, why did you call God a liar? Uh, and then Blue Marvel says something really cool. He's like, I don't believe in a God that would test their creations, but he does believe in a God that would question them and ask to be questioned. That's and, tight. In, and immediately as he asked that, the monster's like, poof, away. Ooh. And uh, the one above all is like, all right, since you understand, ask. And uh, that sounds like a, mm, I already mean to do that. <laughs> I didn't mean to throw those monsters at you. I was just joking. <laughs> and then so like, my bad guys. So my bad. So Blue Marvel basically gets a, one question to ask. And so he asked, uh, uh, he essentially asked them about their creator, like, you know, very long winded, but who created you pretty much? You know, if, if you are truly the one above all, are you only the one above all of us or is there something above you? Um, and the answer that the one above all says is, uh, where is it, where is it, where is it, where is it? He says, uh, the mystery intrigues me. Now the debt has been paid. And then so he opens up the door for the others to ask. So like the the one above all just wanted to be asked a question. Yeah. And so now that he got asked, he's a, he opens up the door for everyone else to ask. And so uh, this is where Taya asks about Galactus. And she's like, you know, um, your son is of my design. His How's my baby boy? Is he eating? <laughs> is, he, is he okay? Does he have a friend? Well, because whenever... Like, <laughs> Ty is kind of with it, man. She finds out like her son is like this universal force, like not even caring that he eats worlds. Like, great, yeah, he's got to be what he's got to be. Um, and uh, but but of course, Galactus just, gets destroyed. That's the love of a mother. And so she's, <laughs> and uh, she's like, you know, he is of my design. Like he is the way he he is, he is part of the universe, more or less, uh, or the multiverse. Um, he's a he tells her that she can't return to her cosmos with that knowledge. Emphasis on her cosmos. So I'm, I'm pretty sure she's going to stay around in the main universe for a while because she was a pretty cool character. Uh, they have... Oh, I saw that. Yeah, we both were like... Mm. <laughs> okay. Went cool. America asks about her sister and she's told that she'll find her and more. Nothing made is ever lost. It's kind of kind of cool. Uh, and Tiger says she just wants to go home. And he tells her... You will when the storyteller chooses its time, which is really fucking meta. It's really tight. You know, uh, Blue Marvel asking you what is beyond and he is shown the enigma to come. Like, I guess like the, the next force and it's a crown above all things made up of different pieces across different spaces. So like it's uh, uh, a splash page and there's like eight different segments and there's a crown clearly made from those segments but on the right side there's like a it's made from like a, a, a spaceship in the middle there's like an actual castle on the other oh. side it's like all trees and shit and on the bottom is like I don't really know how to explain it like multiple realities just kind of there and in front of those realities the defenders are there like witnessing all this you know like what's happening and what's to come uh, a crown above all things is the threat that's coming uh, you know the enigma um, you know and the you know, Blue Marvel is then like the next page, like, okay, now we need to find out what's the symbolism of this. And then they're trying to decode it. Uh, Loki says, you know what? We're done. You know, we gave uh, the multiverse its defenders. We went beyond. Uh, now it's time for Loki to get what they want. And they just, they want to go. Like, they want to go further beyond there. Um, but Blue Marvel is like, no, we have to go back to defend what's to come you know we have to defend reality from this we can't keep going forward because if we go forward no one's going to be able to defend you know the rest of reality um and so uh 
this is whenever uh uh what you call it uh the beyonder pops up um and you know tiger asking like where, where were you and he says something funny too he's like what you guys were hitting things and shooting rays superheroes love hitting things and shooting rays mm. it's just kind of fun and then uh the queen of never shows up again and she asks loki to stay and fight and uh loki asks why he's so like why whenever i'm so close to being free would you know i start feeling this this uh, responsibility to to look behind me you know um and then that's never blue marvel says i'm i'm going to butcher this pronunciation uh, he says it's a bod bodhivishada vow this right here bad vishada vow it's a buddhist word not a buddhist word but if that's a thing bodhisattva bodhisattva but basically it's a vow that you know until all are free none are, none free. are free and so that's what really sticks with loki mm. and so um then uh we we reveal like from that moment like oh like, you know if if you know if if one person is chained up we're all chained up still right you know and that epiphany is never we cut to the main timeline loki the real Loki, the true Loki, and he's sitting on the throne in Jotunheim, and he just remembers everything. He's like, "Oh, that happened," and he like pops off his his uh, his crown, and it's the Eternity Mask, and he remembers his vow. So like, the whole story was a setup to remind Loki because he couldn't remember this information, like he couldn't know this because if someone else knew this and they're able to, you know, to take it from his mind, or whatever. Uh, they would have been able to prevent the defenders from defending, more or less. So he had to remember this moment at the right time to be able to move forward, and so he did. And like that's, like the the ending of it is like is kind of you know, pops it off, and he's like, huh, fighting everybody to save everybody, fighting the the end of existence to save existence. Sounds like fun, <laughs> and like that's that's it. And we end with Blue Marvel and Taya together in Kadesh. And we see that, you know, America Chavez is off with the Thunderbolts. Uh, you know, Tiger's back in New York, uh, you know, babysitting or doing whatever she does. Uh, and, uh, you know, they they have the pack of tarot cards. And it's like, it's, um, it's like we're, Taya calls like, are we going to call a team together again? He's like, we're not a team, we're a universe. And then it's where it ends. Oh, man. I wish I could have moved forward through that. <laughs> so this is wait this is like a mini mini series okay good so it's <laughs> <laughs> i mean i'm over here thinking like there's gonna be like 23 more issues uh, no like th that was there's more <laughs> yeah uh, please no oh my gosh will iron fist find out if his <laughs> is in retrograde i'm pretty sure they're coming out with more god that's too much bro that's extra so what was the universal threat? Like, was it a concrete? Or it's it coming. Just, it's a oh. crown above all things. Like, that's that's the the threat. They're calling it a crown among all things, and they're calling it the enigma. So that's that's what we got so far. What's the eternity mask look like? Uh, it's so uh, it's just like a it's like a black mask with stars a, on it. Like, okay, yeah, know. it looks like a, like eternity's like cloak, but like a mask. Mm -hmm. Um, but yeah, that's that was the story of Defenders Beyond. I. The reason why I, I I really recommend reading this book is that please don't. It, well, no, it was fun. Like, dude, <laughs> no. like it is. It's a really trippy book. Mm. 
and the the artwork is fantastic. The storytelling, kind of like the, the powers of storytelling, you know, of, of Loki being able to to weaponize that right. is really unique. Uh, the the simultaneous conversation of the Phoenix Force, you know, every every single character having the same conversation, it's, and it all leads up to like this big culminating uh, fight between them. You know, it, it, I, that stuff was kind of cool to me, and like being able to to see a lot of these. Uh, you know, like the, these, these huge universal aspects, like the house of ideas, you know, seeing the one above all, you know, having the one above all interact with, you know, uh, you know, a character like Blue Marvel to ask a simple question, you know, like what, you know, who created you? And he's like, I, I don't know. It's, it's giving, interesting to it's me. Giving you know? Sphinx riddles. Yeah. yeah. You know, uh, Wizard of Oz. Everybody gets their heart, their brain, heart's desire, their heart's yeah. desire, their brain, their heart, their courage. Yeah. I like this one a lot because me not knowing much about Blue Marvel, not knowing too much about the vast history of the Marvel universe as far as like the cosmic side of it, like you know the Secret Wars, mm-hmm. the Beyonders, and and all that, and, you know, knowing of them but not knowing truly what happened. These five issues explain a lot. They're really fun, and at the end of it, you know, you're left with you know some lingering questions. You know, you can kind of take on with yourself. You know, like, uh, like one of the lines that. Uh, kind of spoke out to me like nothing lost is uh, I mean, no nothing made is ever lost you know just that little little line like whenever I feel like you know personally lost like I'm I'm here I'm, I'm not really lost I'm just on my way you know something cheesy that you can I can take off from that but that's like a universal truth yeah that's not that's I mean that's that's what it one like what one of the tenets of of uh, energy or matter or something mm-hmm. like from physics like you can't destroy energy. It just you can transform it, but you can't get rid of it. It only creates or it only Yeah. So it constantly exists. Mm-hmm. So you're saying my problems are always gonna be there? That's on you. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Some problem probably will always be there. So Defenders you didn't like it? It's an it's an interesting concept. Okay. I and I, and I do get the uh the writing aspect of it. I, I especially understand your excitement level of it because now you actually get to do something other than lay out just the script. You are as a writer, mm-hmm. uh, taking an active role, more active than just writing the actual book. You're, uh, putting more power into your words by making some of the characters in the book, use writing as a weapon. Yeah. Like you said, weaponizing weaponizing yeah, yeah. the writing and everything. Yeah. So I can see how that would like really, really excite you. Like, oh my goodness. Now now who's got their hand against the door telling oh. Aunt May to not come in. <laughs> but no man, I, I enjoyed it. I had a lot of cool uh like pieces in like the eternity mask is a really cool uh, it's a cool item. concept. Yeah, yeah, yeah that's and really. Neat. I I feel, but my thing is still I feel like all these characters are wasted, you know. Yeah. Um. When you, when you look back at the past lineups of the Defenders, like the the first lineup was Doctor Strange, Silver Surfer, the Hulk, and Submariner. Submariner, Namor. Mm-hmm. Okay. Like when you when you look at that, like you know, Atlantis has its mysticism. Doctor Strange is also obviously the master of mystic arts. 
the Hulk can see uh, different planes of reality and the Silver Surfer is the cosmic uh, guardian or whatever. So, yeah, it, it makes sense that uh, the Defenders would be kind of a universal force, like police or whatever. They're not really a team. They just come together when needed. They, yeah. Yeah. Uh, there was even like a curse on them at one point where, oh, if the Defenders ever got together again, the universe would collapse upon itself or some oh, shit like oh, that. Oh, yeah. yeah. Like they can't even hang out? Yeah. Like they <laughs> yeah. couldn't even hang out. Mm-hmm. Like if three or more. I think, three that, or more I think than... that had something to do with like Mephesto too. Yeah. Because oh, like, they had to go and like fight him in order to like lift this curse, but they couldn't do it. They had to do it like not in the same time. Like they all had to go. Yeah, go at yeah. different times. Yeah. So Defenders has always been kind of a trippy kind of book. Like not a not a team and not team team book. Yeah. Yeah. So, but um, a team out of necessity. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's a good way to put it. But the current roster is like, who are these chumps? Like I feel that Al Ewing chose these. I I don't. I don't know how it works in Marvel. I don't know if like I want to use these characters and like no 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 yes 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 no 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 you know like I, I, whoever you want to choose or if like you have to use these characters or there's like I want to use these characters. However it works, I feel that Blue Marvel was it was a really good star because obviously he he was the main right force on this on this one. I think there's some personal love to it. Like yeah, yeah. there's a personal tie to certain. Like I don't Tiger, I could care less, but yeah. he might have some kind of right. tie to where it's like, man, I really would like to see. Her in a different light, even though she's not that important to me, but I would love to do yeah. it that way. Because, like, I think, uh, I know for sure he loves the characters of Blue Marvel and and Captain, uh, sorry, America Chavez, because uh, like they they are the strongest two characters in the in the book, the old Ammon Loki. Right. Um, but uh, I I think that you putting Blue Marvel as the, as a front face of it was a really good way because Blue Marvel is is not only He's one of those like characters like he's he's a good leader but he doesn't need to be the leader like he acts really good on his own but whenever he isn't put in place as a leader he he just he has that following aspect of him like the way he speaks the uh, the way he uh, commands them to stop and think and uh, we need to figure out this right now and uh, it's it's really cool like I I really enjoyed uh, having uh, having that kind of character there because mm-hmm. I feel like if we didn't. Uh, you know, we would have just had all these other characters. What's her name? Galactus's mom leading the team. Well, no, like, cause if we had like, you I know, brought orange slices for everybody. I, I just, I don't know who else God. they could have for the team. Like who else they could have to, to lead it, you know? Uh, but having blue Marvel, who is as powerful yeah. as he is, who can do the things he can do. He's kind of walking like he's invincible a little bit, almost like <laughs> more or less uh, walking like he's invincible whenever he's out on these higher planes, because you know, there, he's a living antimatter battery. He, he's like he's like hot. Uh, he's like a hot knife through butter. Whenever he faces like people like Beyonders or Celestials or or whatever. Um, but no, man, I I think it was a really cool book. I think at the end of it, it's uh, it's one of those pieces that's like setting up like the roller coaster. Like it's clicking, clicking, clicking before it finally gets to the point where it all drops. And I'm excited to see what this Enigma Force is. What this uh, crown above all things is going to be. So. We'll see you, man. Let's take a break. You got it.
Welcome back to the Long Box Podcast, brought to you by Skate Waco. This one is brought to you for Skate Waco's New Year's Eve lock-in from 7 p.m. to 6 a.m. Make sure you go out there and skate all night into a new year with a lot of fun. When this episode hits, I'm pretty sure we'll be in the new year. Yeah. <laughs> I hope you guys had a great time at the lock-in. <laughs> I hope y'all had a great time. Happy New Year, guys. I almost, I almost nailed Happy it. Happy holidays. Yeah. I almost nailed this episode. It <laughs> was almost <laughs> enough because I, I told a shitty story, apparently, but yeah. like, I almost nailed every oh, bit. Man. This episode went on up. way too long, yeah. guys. This My was, bad. We apologize if uh, you know you turned away and went and watched Black Adam. <laughs> <laughs> Or just listen, and now you don't have to actually go get the book. Yeah. Yeah. So, anyways, uh, Joey really, really liked this uh, this book. Uh, he recommends it for everyone, which means that no one should pick this up because Damn. any Joey recommendations Damn. are oof. <laughs> yeah, I got to make myself up for this one. I, was, no, I like I'll it. Say, I'll say this, like, the... People are into the multiverse thing right yeah. now. So yeah. if you're into it, it's going to be fun. Like right. You're going to enjoy it. Yeah. Um, if you're looking for something that is going to feed your, your, you know, your love for like traditional comics or like, you know, classic characters, it's probably not for you. No. Yeah. Because this one way out there. Yeah. Like you, I, I had to do research reading this book. Mm. Like, you know, like whenever it says like, oh, read, you know, uh, yeah. this number for this, whatever. Normally, okay, yeah, what the fuck ever. But I, I really generally wanted to know what was going on with the story. So I had to actually go out there and, and then, you know, learn it all. But um, this is a cool book if you're interested in like learning like, what's coming up next for the Marvel Universe. This is a cool book for you to pick up if you're not really aware of what I, know, the status quo of the Marvel Universe is. I will put money down right now. Oh, fuck. I will put money down right now that this story leads absolutely nowhere. <laughs> I agree. I will put money on it. This, like, you keep saying, oh, this this next thing is coming. This next thing is coming. No, it's not. I guarantee you it's not. What do you mean by not going anywhere. You said that there's a multiversal threat. Yeah. And you what it was a crown of whatever. Crown of all things. And a crown above all things. Eternium. Eternium. <laughs> Unobtainium. I told y'all where it's headed. That He Man crossover. <laughs> Finna get the He Man yeah. in the MCU, man. I I <laughs> it's not whatever this threat is, it's not coming. Yeah. It's coming. No. Yeah, no, uh, it's not. Tune in, guys. We'll it's see not, who, who was right. Who was right? Tune in first preview next episodes. I, uh, we'll see, man. We'll see. We'll see what Sabolski has cooking up. I guess it's not coming right now. We've got all out Avengers. We've got Avengers Forever. Jason Aaron is wrapping up his run on that. Uh, Donny Cates is speculated to be taking over Avengers, which oh. Whatever. I mean, it can't be worse than Jason Aaron at this point. Um, over in X Men, Krakoa is about to dis- be destroyed or whatever. I don't know what what the mutants are going to be doing. Yeah. Uh, you've got Spider Man and his exact opposite going to war with uh, Madeline Pryor. Yikes. Um. Yeah. That all all of that is Spidey happening. is crazy right now, man. 
And uh, Mephisto is in the in the shadows every fucking way you look. <laughs> I'm telling you, whatever whatever you think that that is, it's not happening. Oh, because who's coming up next in the Ant Man movie? Oh yeah, Kang. Kang is the big thing, yeah. and they put out like two volumes of Kang stories. Mm-hmm. Fuck. So if that if that ever might be Kang, if that ever manifests, it's gonna be like ten years later. It's gonna be. It's a Chris Claremont story, yeah, kind of thing. Yeah. Where, oh yeah, or, I forgot. I totally forgot that <laughs> Kang the Conqueror, a crown thing. above all things. I could see them putting those two together. No, yeah, making if that was Kang, the case, make, I, that would dilute Kang as a as his character because he could have just popped in and watched everybody. Yeah, like right within while they're dealing with all their super internal manifesting their own brother. I'm. I'm. It sounded like they were just in the danger room, like. <laughs> I'm in a forest. I'm in a snowy <laughs> plot twist. <laughs> you guys got any shout outs for this one? Uh, this is my wife. You guys, Rogue Media. Um, yeah, New Year. Hope everybody has a good New Year. New prosperity beginnings. Danny, what you got? Uh, shout out to my wife. Uh, shout out to you guys. Uh, shout out to like us trying to get these books out, man. If we're in the new year right now, we're a few weeks away from launching. Yeah. So hopefully, you know, we're at a good point. (laughs) (laughs) We'll see, man. We'll see. We'll see. Yeah. There's still time. But, you know, I I hope everyone has a great 2023. This last year was pretty good for me. I'm not not complaining. I didn't die. I had like three scares. <laughs> that's the upside. <laughs> so you know, pretty, I I chalked that, that up as a win, that's guys. Pretty, that's pretty optimistic for Danny. That's that's pretty good. Yeah, I chalked that up as a win. Put that one in the win call. Bing. Yeah. <laughs> Did not die. Oh my god. I uh, mean, uh, shout out to my wife. Shout out to you guys. Shout out to Mason over here again. Always keeping it straight. Uh, and shout out to uh, honestly, man, fuck it. Shout out to myself. This past year was really hard. I I put myself through a lot of challenges, and I came out of it kind of on top, not really on top, but like I'm I'm crawling my way out there, like rolling over on the on the top side of things. But I'm getting there, man. Um, a win is a win, like Danny said. A win man. is a win. You know, I'm uh, I'm hoping that uh, you know 2023 has a lot of good things for everybody. And uh, I hope a lot of books are are in that as well. Yeah, guys, that was it for for the Long Wax episode about the Defenders Beyond. We went way beyond our time limit. So. <laughs> wow, wow, yeah. So. Thankfully that we didn't have anybody recording after us. Yeah. So, all right. Let's get the hell out of here. I am sorry, y'all. Signing off. <laughs> we'll see you guys next time. Peace. Later. sure to hit the like button subscribe to see what we have to say you can find us on social media you can find joey at joey gonzalez um you can find me at armando ramirez underscore art and you can find danny at imaginary heroics and you can find plus waco comics on facebook instagram and twitter at plus waco comics excelsior (laughs) sweet christmas Christmas. (laughs) a couple of them in there curse you richards (laughs) 
Holy tuna fish sandwich, Batman. <laughs> Imperious Rex. <laughs> yeah, there you go. This has been a Rogue Media Podcast.